All right, I think we're live, but oh. I can't see my face on here, so I'm not sure. Mm. There we go. We are definitely live. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the show. Oh, we got quite a few people chatting already. I think okay, we're about a minute me... late. <clears throat> no, no, we're, we're right on time. Six o'clock. Perfect. Okay. So, Valeria. Yes. Any personal news? Oh, uh, no. I no? don't. Mm -mm. Well, that was easy. <laughs> Got through that. All right. I have a joke of the day. We're going to start out with a joke of the day. Excuse me. I just ate. <laughs> That's embarrassing. Um, here's the joke. History is written by the winners, and then it's rewritten by Democrats. Now, that's not really a joke of the day, is it? That's more of a truth of the day. Sorry, I forgot to switch. I'm so bad at this. Still the least professional show on YouTube. <laughs> Still the least professional show on YouTube. All right, well, we don't have that much personal news today, so let's just jump. Forget the small talk. Jump right into the news. What do you say, darling? I think it's a good idea. All right, first story. The football team, formerly known as the Redskins, is replacing their cheerleading squad with something more exclusive and diverse. That is absolutely... Inclusive. Inclusive. I messed it up. But more inclusive, okay. that's right. So, this is the first... Okay, so... <laughs> this is the first ever cheerleading squad ever established in the NFL. And it's by the Redskins, who are no longer the Redskins. The Redskins... Excuse me. The Redskins are now the Washington team. <laughs> yeah. Well, because they were called they were called the Redskins, which is, I guess, like the color of the team. The color of the yeah. They were all red. They were all red. Uh, well, it's one. It's a type of potato, I think. Redskin is that right? Maybe not. Uh, but it's also. <laughs> I thought when I heard Redskin, I thought about Indians. Sorry. Yeah. No, that's it. That's why they were called the Redskins. Like native Indians. Yeah, it was like they're, they're being called Indians, um, <clears throat> which I've talked about before on the show. I think that calling a team by, you know, a great, you know, warrior culture is pretty much typical. That's what people tend to do in the <laughs> world. Uh, you know, they'll say, you know, like I, I went to school at North Salem High School. We're the Vikings. Is that supposed to be offensive to people from Norway? Uh, you know, the, the, the school that opposed me were, were the Saxons. Uh, am I supposed to be offended by that? I'm, I, my ancestors were Saxons. I mean, it's ridiculous. Uh, Redskins isn't necessarily a negative uh, term. Mm -hmm. I suppose people think that it is now because everything's offensive. But um, yeah, so we got this report here on the Daily Wire where they're replacing the uh, cheerleading team with something that's more inclusive. Let's just read a little bit of this. The longest running group of uh, cheerleaders in the NFL uh, for an NFL team founded in 1962 is no more. The Washington football team, formerly known as the Redskins, is replacing their cheerleading squad with a co-ed dance ensemble. Ooh. Like mariachi? <laughs> well, we actually had a team like this. So I used to work with the Portland Trailblazers in Portland, Oregon basketball team. And uh, we had two two dance teams. We had um, we had the cheer cheerleaders, the, the cheerleaders. And then we had some kind of like hip-hop dance squad, and that was men and women. Um, the cheerleaders were generally beautiful women. That's typically what we had. Uh, you know, that's, that's you know, of every cheerleading team, that's, that's typical. 
but then the hip hop dance squad was made up of kind of like just just an odd group of people. You know, they they weren't necessarily attractive. They were they were they were more funky. You know, they had kind of like odd mm-hmm. hair and and they they didn't dance. They didn't wear the same kind of clothes. They I think they may have had a uniform of some kind, but <clears throat> they were more they were the kind of the funky crew. They're like the B team. But the thing is, nobody really thought that this second dance crew was in any way anywhere near as good as the cheerleaders. And it wasn't because they weren't as good dancers. Of course, I mean, they were good dancers. They did, they were great at what they did. But nobody really wanted to watch, you know, a bunch of, like, random men and women that weren't particularly attractive <laughs> doing some funky dance moves. I mean, you know, it was kind of entertaining, but... That was, I mean, that that isn't really um, thrilling to a crowd of people to see a bunch of like highly uh, synchronized, stunningly beautiful women doing these, you know, you know, charming, fascinating cheers. That that adds atmosphere. That's something that people like to see. Look, I I, I hate to tell leftists this, but people actually like looking at beautiful women. All right, even. Even women like to look at beautiful women. Hold on, hold on, guys. Look. I did that on purpose. <laughs> I put her on the show on purpose. And yeah, granted, we didn't have her on, on film for a while. But look, the, the point is, people like to look at beautiful women. They don't like to look at vaguely attractive people. Now, okay, <clears throat> if by some chance this mixed gender dance team was like phenomenally better than the cheerleaders at their what they did and it was like genuinely like far more entertaining i could get behind this but we all know what's going on here right this is all just some kind of like leftist sjw type push to say that you know cheerleading is sexist and you know if we need to include you know we need to make it something worse because of these stupid ethics of of the left <clears throat> and it's just wrong okay there's nothing wrong with cheerleading there's nothing wrong at looking be- beautiful women dancing it's just you know it's part of the world it's always existed it's always- i don't know what do you think valeria i don't know what i'm saying well um it's changing right now yeah like they're trying to replace that thinking that we have like oh beautiful people yeah it's nice to look at them and uh, because in this world there is beautiful people and like regular folks regular folks are more percentage Uh from the population than beautiful people Mm -hmm. and i think we're kind of getting oppressed (laughs) (laughs) Did, did you just say we are including yourself in the beautiful you arrogant unbelievable unbelievable but Strodo, you're one of the beautiful people and and valeria does suffer a little bit sometimes from that uh you know everybody does have their uh people who who hate them just for whatever reason and some people hate beautiful people i don't know but uh <clears throat> look i think you did kind of get to the point you, you did distill it a little bit which is that they are trying to change the culture they're trying to change how people think and how people act and yeah, how people, they're trying people to like. change basically everything like yeah they trying to change like oh regular relationship between men and women is like yeah, not normal anymore right right it's some kind of i don't know you have to have 
woman with woman, men women. Yeah. I don't know, like transgender with whatever. No, yeah, and I think you're really distilling the point down to its essence, which is that <clears throat> the world works in a, a certain way naturally. People are a certain way naturally. Leftists don't often like how that works because some of those things aren't particularly fair, quote unquote, right? So one thing that isn't fair, and it really is not fair, is that ugly people I like... I can say that. Huh? Sorry. I want to say that. World... She's so rude. Isn't she guys just interrupting me like that? Okay, yes. Well, I... <laughs> world yeah. is not fair. No, the world is not fair. That's right. Just live with it. Yeah, and that's that's a lesson that my parents like drilled into me as a kid. They just like kept insisting, like the world's not. Fair. Anytime I'd say something's not fair, they'd say life's not fair. That's what their thing was. And I'll tell you what, and it sucks. I don't like that life's not fair. I don't like that nature isn't fair. That nature is brutal. That we die. There's a lot of things about the world that I don't like. Um, but you have to work within those parameters. You can't change those parameters just because you want to, because you don't like them. So I guess the point I'm trying to make here is like, okay, what one thing I've often found that is really nasty is that ugly people get, tend to get shafted in life. I noticed this even when I was a little kid. You'd see like the ugly kids and nobody wanted to play with them or hang out with them and they would get teased and it was brutal. It was brutal. And then later in life, you you do often see, um, you you've see studies occasionally that say that, you know, better looking people do get paid better and, and, and have better lives and this kind of stuff. I actually did see a study once that said, Handsome men, specifically, handsome men actually sometimes, um, there was a study that showed that it's actually sometimes a disadvantage because in certain offices, uh, people will say, oh, you're too handsome and they don't want you working there or they don't want you. That's why you had the hard time uh, <laughs> when you when you were doing regular jobs. Well, thank you, Valeria. That's very nice of you to say. You had such a hard time because everybody hated you, like your bosses. and. I did have bosses that hated me. It might have been. I, I don't know if I'm that good looking. I, I well, mean, at least you wore. <laughs> oh, 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 oh my gosh, you guys. The brutal attacks just keep coming. The one two punch. My gosh. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's my wife. <laughs> so, you know, that's my wife telling me I used to be good looking. Well, that's great. Uh, yeah, you do find. <clears throat> I. What? What are you laughing? <laughs> You're going to kill me later. Um, so I'll tell you what. So like stuff like that, I have I've seen happen. I, I've experienced similar things. Uh, uh, if somebody has something that they really are proud of about themselves, right? Like if they're really good at math or something, or they're really good at science, and if you come in and they don't think that you're as good at, at it as they are, or that you know as much as they do, and you speak intelligently about that thing, sometimes they're a bit deflated. Sometimes they're like, "Oh, I'm supposed to be the smart one. I'm supposed to be the smart one. What is this?" jerk coming in here and he's being all smart like if you're really funny and somebody comes in they're funnier than you sometimes people don't like that so I, I think anybody with any kind of skill or any kind of competency or talent is sometimes hated for that um uh and and i think that the whole left has this idea that it's unfair <clears throat> that good-looking people are appreciated a little bit more in society than than uglier people and so we've got to do away with cheerleading I don't th really think it has anything to do with like sexism so much, although I think they'll probably, you know, that's that's how they're like, <clears throat> they pretend that if you admire beautiful women, it's sexist. That's not sexist. That's just human nature. That's what I think. Anyway, any comment on this before we move on, Valeria? No, I think we should move on. <laughs> you... Well, I want to add this. Yeah. Even if you, when the, you, you said that children are super mean 
to other children who are kind of not maybe unfortunate looking let's say unfortunately yeah and sometimes those maybe even after time oftentimes this unfortunate kids grow up yeah. and become more beautiful than you know than oh oh yeah that's true the ugly duckling thing yeah yeah <laughs> i love that that happens and also uh people who feel like they weren't they are not beautiful enough yeah they improving their intelligence they reading a lot of books getting education so often those people like super become very smart, successful super yeah, intelligent absolutely. and yes you can see like you, you're judging by their look oh they're not like then what are you looking at your phone <laughs> i'm not I'm, I'm listening i'm totally listening <laughs> i'm just trying to express my idea to to not offend anyone you don't have to worry about that this is this is our show we, <laughs> well i i'll tell you what like when i was younger i would actually try to befriend people who i thought were a little bit marginalized in school you know they were a little bit ugly or nerdy or something like that i'd be like hey you can join my group you can be friends with me um <clears throat> i i always thought that it was a bit unjust and unfair and i, always I was the, i it. was i was the same i were was you? friends with the girl she was considered ugly like literally she was bullied Mm -hmm. And uh, I was hanging out with her because I was bullied, but not because I was ugly, because I was beautiful and smart. Oh my gosh! Oh, I was and humble too. <laughs> she's was... guys. She's the humblest. <laughs> she's so humble. Smartest... It's ridiculous. I was one of it's the amazing, smartest almost. people, Chris. I was the smartest people in school. I'm sorry, but it's true. I had we had a she small did. school. She get she she get she was the top of the class. She had her picture actually up in the school. Is it still there? I don't think so because they um, build a new school. She had her picture up in the school as being one of the and smartest my mom people a teacher. in the history of the school. And my mom was a teacher, and uh, uh, I think so. It was just political. I was bullied also because oh, you're 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 getting good grades just because your mom is a teacher. Right, right. Of course, they would say that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think so. that was why you got good grades? No, of course not. Well, I went to college after, and I perfectly top of the class there too. Yeah. All right. Well, enough talking about how amazing Valeria is. Uh, let's uh, let's move on to the next I don't know, story. Somehow it just brings up like. Yeah. Well. Anyway, I guess the point the point we're trying to make here is that embittered people want to change the world in ways that benefit people who are maybe who, who, whose lives maybe aren't as good as other people's because they don't have the same natural advantages. I I actually think this is a lot of what feminism is. I think a lot of feminism is like, look. A lot of us women, we can't get married. We can't be happy in this way with great men who love us because we don't have those sort of natural tendencies of that most women have to be nurturing mothers and great wives and all this kind of stuff. We want to go be CEOs. And so the whole feminist movement, I think, is a way for the, the women who were not, um, what would you say, um, <clears throat> desirable enough to be good wives for them to be able to be integrated into society. And to be honest, I actually think that's fine. I, you know, I think that's good. I think that if, if a woman doesn't want to be a housewife or she, she doesn't have the natural capacity to do so, she shouldn't be um, eliminated from the workplace altogether. But feminism became something where they were actually pushing women, excuse me, pushing women away from being housewives to, toward the workplace. And I, th I think it's made, it's made for a very messed up society in many ways. All right. Enough about this. We spent way too much time on the first story. Let's go to the second story. Okay. 
Biden administration condemns Texas for reopening and accuses governor of ignoring the science. Yeah, this is a this is kind of a big one. Oh. So this is this is horrible actually. So let's see here. Biden criticizes Texas and Mississippi for lifting restrictions, and he calls this Neanderthal thinking. Neanderthal thinking. What thinking? Neanderthal. Neanderthal. Ah, okay. I think I know what it is. Okay. Uh, you know, like primitive man. Ah, uh, okay. Primitive yep. man. Yeah. Uh, President Joe Biden sharply criticized states such as uh, Texas and Mississippi for lifting COVID-19 restrictions against pleas from the U.S. Centers uh, for Disease Control and Prevention and other top public health officials accusing those in power of Neanderthal thinking. Um, and I'm not going to read this. I'm actually going to play it. We've got his, uh, we got him right here. Look at the old guy doing a press conference after being criticized for not. Oh, we didn't put the headphones in. You want to get those? I don't know where they are. Where they are. All right. Well, I'll just, <clears throat> I'll just mute this. And I'll, I'll put our speakers on here. Okay. I think it's a big mistake. Look, I hope everybody's realized by now these masks make a difference. We are on the cusp of being able to fundamentally change the nature of this disease because of the way in which we're able to get vaccines in people's arms. We've been able to move that all the way up to the end of May to have enough for every American to get every adult American to get a shot. And the last thing, the last thing we need is the Neanderthal thinking that in the meantime, everything's fine, take off your mask, forget it. It still matters. I carry a card. Yeah, so anyway, so he's um, he's got into this idea that... Do you have our mics on? I'm sorry? Did you turn on the mics? Yeah, I did, yes. Turn awesome. on the mics. Yes, I did. Thank you for interrupting me to say Again. that. Again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, anyway, so, <clears throat> so yeah, he thinks that if anybody's going to open up, <clears throat> excuse me, open up their businesses and stop wearing the masks, it's Neanderthal thinking. Well, let me tell you something, Joe Biden. It is not Neanderthal thinking. Uh... You know what is Neanderthal thinking? Continuing to wear the stupid masks. You know what is Neanderthal thinking? Continuing to keep our kids out of school. You know what is Neanderthal thinking? Keeping the businesses from opening that are, you know, that keep people alive, that keep people fed, that keep people's quality of life up. You're destroying people's lives. I'm actually doing a video about this. I'm writing it right now. I'm going to post it in the, in the next few days. It's about how locked... Shut the... LA, man, you guys. Uh, it's about how... Uh, lockdowns have actually ruined a lot of people's lives and haven't worked. If you look at all the data, if you look at the graphs of the places that they did not uh, have lockdowns and you compare them to the places where they did have lockdowns, it's the like, same. Like here in California. It's ridiculous. A lot of the places that, that, that did not have lockdowns did better. Did better. And if you look at when, when the mask mandates were implemented everywhere... It's always before the biggest spike in coronavirus cases. The masks did nothing. The masks did nothing. The lockdowns did nothing. This idea that lockdowns... Hold on, let me look at my... There's this great thing that I posted on Twitter. Let me see if I can find it here. Of this guy with, like, different kinds of masks. and he, But he's in really cold weather, so you can actually see uh, the particles of a water, um, uh, you know, when he's breathing. Fantastic, uh, fantastic uh, visual of how masks just don't work at all. Okay, let me go ahead and <clears throat> switch this to uh, desktop. And, like, check this guy out. This guy's amazing. Never want to stop this out of our mouth because that's what COVID rides on. 
Here's one. Here's two. Next, we're gonna try an N95 with a cloth mask. There's one. Here's a cloth mask on the N95. Here's two. So anyway, so that uh, that guy, I think, illustrates better than anybody I've ever seen how particles, you know, move around when you're breathing. And those masks don't do much. They, they will stop particles from flying at you, you know, if you cough or something like that. But... Well, it's reducing, well, it's reducing the, the spread. Yeah, it's reducing how far you, you, you when you cough, if, how far the particles like go. If you, like, genuinely sick, like coughing, yeah. fever, you... Yeah. Yeah, you maybe have to wear masks. So. No, 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 no. If you're genuinely sick, darling, stay home. I mean, you have to go to a pharmacy, no. hospital. No, you don't. You may have to go to the hospital, okay. And yeah. in that case, if you're sick, you have to go to the hospital, wear a mask to get there. If you want, if you want food from the grocery store... No, but nobody was wearing masks like two years ago when there was a flu, which like... Every no, but year. you could you could make the argument that that's a mistake. That maybe people should. I mean, they're they're saying now people should wear the mask. I hate this argument. Look, if you're sick and you have coronavirus and you're afraid that people are going to die, don't leave your house until you're well. Like, order Instacart if you don't have somebody to bring you groceries. But like, just quarantine yourself. It's only like what a week and a half, two weeks, something like that. There's no reason to be running around wearing a mask i mean it's just idiotic the whole mask thing is stupid the whole the whole lockdown thing is stupid that's what i think okay that's my my opinion <laughs> while uh states lifting this restrictions like texas no mask mandate california have a double mask mm -hmm. and i think like in five years everybody is not wearing masks except california because we just <laughs> permitted to take off a second mask but still staying <laughs> in the first in five one five years are gonna yeah. you're gonna reduce the mask to just one that's pretty funny um all right well that's anyway not, I, it's terrifying here here's here's what really pisses me off what pisses me off is and they've been reporting about this lately you know the rise in self-harm being inflicted by teenagers you know suicides are up a lot of people are depressed you know they've got all these problems you know they're, they're they're stopping us from being social they're destroying our businesses i mean can you just imagine the number of people whose lives have been ruined because their businesses have been destroyed or they've lost their jobs i personally have uh i, I mean i don't want to say who they are but well I, okay it's it's one my cousin my cousin my cousin married a guy he lost his job right during the COVID pandemic now they're back living with her parents. They're living with their parents. They're like 40. And they're living with their parents because of freaking COVID. And how many people are like that in America now? I mean, I'm sure there's tons. I mean, it's just it's just heartbreaking because the guy's not a bad guy. It's not like he's lazy or he's or he's not well educated or he's um you know, he's 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 a bad worker or you know, he he's not talented or or you know, good at what he does. He's great. He's a great guy, a really good man, and he can't get a job because of this stupid COVID thing. He lost his job, and it's it's hard for him to get another one. And it's like, just open things. I mean, he's a, he's in a bad state. Is you know he he lives in one of these states where they have everything locked down still. You know these leftist states, and it's like you guys are just killing people. You're killing people. You know what Neanderthal thinking is? It's 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 this authoritarian BS where you're like, we're gonna save some ninety five year old 
old people in nursing homes, um, despite the fact that we're going to, you know, increase the suicides amongst young men and, and they, even children. They didn't even save those people. No, they didn't even save those people. They didn't even save... You guys didn't even save the people you're pretending to want to protect. You stupid, stupid, disgusting, horrible people. You should all be voted out of office. You're disgusting and you're horrible. Okay. Sorry. Moving on to the next story. Well, I so. think we've already been demonetized for this one, but okay. Well, maybe, maybe not. Well, I think I just lost... Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh... I think that I think the next story is about how um I found it. Oh, you found it. Okay. Yeah. Dr. Simon Some, uh, Simone. Simone Simone Gold. Dr. Simone Gold speaks out about having the FBI storm her home. Yeah, so this woman um she was one of these doctors who was coming out and saying, "Look, uh, you know, I think yeah. mm -hmm. hydroxychloroquine might be yeah. a good uh, good thing to, to to keep trying." I um, you know, I don't think masks work very well. I think the lockdowns are a mistake. She's saying all this stuff, and she became a sort of enemy of the state, you know, an enemy of the Democrats anyway. And so she's been on a podcast the other day and she's talking about how well, you know what? I'm going to let her say it. I I found the video clip, so let's just let her say it. Uh I accepted an invitation to speak at the Stop the Steal rally on January 6th in the Capitol because it's an opportunity to have addressed really about a million people right. and I'm very silenced on social media. So it was very natural for me to accept that and I would continue to speak on the health freedom subjects I mentioned. So that's actually why I was in the Capitol because people said, why, why was I there? I was there because I was an invited speaker. When I arrived at the location with many other people, there the speakers were all canceled. That's inexplicable to this day. Um, there was a lot of people on the side I was on. I've seen some of the videos that people have taken, but the side I was on was completely peaceful. It's this, the West Side steps and it was completely peaceful. It was kind of joyful. People were like back the blue and just kind of in a, in a positive, upbeat mood. People were praying and singing. And from my perspective, it was peaceful and I, I didn't see any violence until later when I saw some stuff on TV. Um, but I was an invited guest and all the speakers were canceled. That's physically why I was there. And beyond that, my lawyers have asked me not to speak. Um, what I can say about the process since then is that I was paid a visit by the FBI in a Roger Stone kind of takedown moment, which, um, which is quite uncalled for. <laughs> you know, if anybody wanted to get a hold of me, they could have picked up the phone and called them very easy to find. But there were literally 20 guys with guns blazing, broke down my door. Oh, um, I did not know that. Yeah, it's, I don't, I, you're actually the first person I'm saying that to on air. Because <sighs> I, I, I love you. I think you're a fabulous journalist. Thank but you. But it was, it was, uh, it was dramatic. And, and what I want to say is, yeah, so anyway, so this, um, so this woman was, uh, you know, she, 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 she was somebody that was already targeted, that the left didn't like. And much like Roger Stone, they just went in with guns pointed at her, like, you know, get on the ground, we're going to arrest you, you know, whatever it was. And uh, they like to do this to conservatives. They like to send a message, you know. They like to be a little bit rough and tough with us. It doesn't make any sense. It's ridiculous, the whole thing. And, you know, they did this with um, they did this with uh, Dinesh D'Souza. You know who Dinesh D'Souza is? Yeah. So Dinesh D'Souza, he, he donated too much money at one point to a candidate, for I think mayor of a town or something like that. He he uh, 
he sort of illegally gave her more money than he was supposed to be able to do mm-hmm. under campaign finance laws. And normally you get hit with a fine or some kind of other penalty for something like this. He was obviously not trying to peddle influence. He wasn't trying to like <clears throat> convince her to sell, you know, secrets to the Russians or anything like that. You know, it was obviously not to influence her. It was just because it was a friend of his. And the Obama administration didn't like him because he had created a movie called um, 2012 Obama's America that was critical of Obama. And so they put him in this sort of halfway house prison thing full of like murderers and rapists and all kinds of like really messed up people, like, you know, serious criminals, really put him in a lot of danger. Um, You know, potentially could have gotten killed or something like that because he was a political enemy of Barack Obama. So the left does not mind using these kind of strong arm tactics against their political enemies. Um, it's it's the word I use is persecution, um, you know, in contrast to the word prosecution. Prosecution is right. We should prosecute criminals. Persecution is when you go after somebody, um, you know, for, 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 for reasons that are inappropriate, you know, going after them just because you don't like them. Persecuting a particular group, persecuting Christians, white people, men in America, you know, we're always talking about that kind of thing. So that's persecution versus prosecution, which is what you should be doing. Um, anyway, <clears throat> so that that was a little bit rough. I felt like, um, you know, we need people in America, we need people to be able to say things that other people maybe don't want to hear or, or don't believe. Um, because look, she may, may be wrong about some of the stuff she's saying, but she may also be right about some of the stuff she's saying. And if she's the only one saying any of this stuff, um, she she does not deserve to be silenced, right? So the the story here is basically she was at the Capitol, and uh, apparently she like went inside. Now I keep saying this about the Capitol riot, you know, most of the video that I've seen, you know, if you see some rough stuff, most of the video I see is people just walking around casually around the Capitol, and a lot of times these policemen let people in. So even the stuff where they stormed the Capitol, a lot of that was. A lot of that was peaceful protesting. So, I mean, did she know she wasn't allowed to be where she was speaking? I, I don't know. Probably not. But they're still trying to throw the book at her here because she's somebody that they don't like. So she she stood in the Capitol at some point and was giving a speech. She was talking about her, you know, mm-hmm. um, her ideas about COVID and all that kind of stuff. And uh, now now they want to go after her and, like, arrest her. And we, we also know somebody who's been persecuted for for the the capital situation uh, we have a friend named elijah schaefer and he's uh he's from a show uh, called slightly offensive if you don't follow him on twitter if you're on twitter you, you need to he, he posts some amazing stuff but he's a reporter you know he's a verified reporter he, he was supposed to be there reporting on what happened and he went ahead and he went into the capitol and he followed these people in um but lots of reporters did reporters from the associated press i think um, reporters from all kinds of news agencies followed the writers in um but I don't think that they. I don't think they. They. They looked for anyone from like left wing news sites. Uh, my friend Elijah works for Blaze Media, and so he was targeted, and he had to go into hiding for a little while so that he wouldn't be arrested and taken in by the FBI. And I, I haven't talked to him in, a, in, a, in like a week, maybe. So I. Ha- I don't know what. An up, I don't have an update on it, but uh, I think he's okay. But uh, yeah, I hope it was, he's okay. It was pretty scary for a little while. I mean, Valeria and I were literally talking about. You know, we got on all kinds of social media that was encrypted. You know, we're getting all these encrypted messaging services because we don't want to be persecuted by the federal government. We're talking about what countries we might have to flee to because it started. It seemed like 
that, you know, it was getting out of hand. It looked like the left had just decided this is going to be a war on conservatives. We're going after you guys now. And total persecution. I mean, I never thought I'd see the day when they were going after a reporter like Elijah just because he's a conservative. They don't like him. You know, the FBI is going after a reporter for reporting the news. I mean, that's mental. That's mental to me. Um, anyway, uh, we live in crazy times, guys. It's 1984 now. All right. Next story. Arizona Education Department claims babies can harbor racial bias. Ah, yes, the racial bias thing. Yeah, this is good fun. Okay, so <laughs> they've actually been saying this for quite a long time, that babies can harbor racial bias. Um, they've done different kinds of tests that show, uh, you know, that like not, not just white babies, but even black babies, if they give them a choice between a black doll and a white doll, they'll choose the white doll. Right, and this is this has been. Um, Aren't they choosing the doll? They look like them. Well, you would think so. Yeah, you would think that they would, uh, because that's what they're used to seeing. Um, but they don't. Uh, black babies, for whatever reason, they they choose the the white doll, and nobody really understands why. But the the guess that that is made by these crazy leftists, the guess that they make is that. Um, they have been conditioned to believe that white is better by our evil white society. That's what they say. So even 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 a black children. Yes, that's what they're saying. Yeah, white. like that our TV and our media is so biased against black people, so biased toward white people that you know hmm. that the baby's conditioned at like you know like age five or something like that that they think white people are better. Now, but here here's the thing: it, there could be. This is a very controversial, I'm going to say one of the most controversial things I've said on Talks About. I've said a lot of this stuff on Mr. Reagan, but I, I try to avoid saying stuff like this on this show. But I'm going to say this. It's just possible, that, I don't, and I don't know, maybe, maybe this is true, maybe it isn't, um, that lighter skin is perceived to be more beautiful naturally by human beings, on average. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, Valeria. 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 Hey. I'm reading comments. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm trying to get you to comment on what I'm saying here. Um, in Africa, for instance, uh, there are many tribes who value the lighter-skinned people in the tribe. Uh, in actually, in in uh, Black America, actually, uh, light-skinned black people are considered, uh, you know, better for some reason. Uh, I learned about this like even just a couple of years ago. I didn't even know this. Um, but there was some big, big deal that Barack Obama's wife was was darker than he is because usually black men don't marry women who have darker skin than they do. This is like a thing, and so it is possible. I think that there is just some kind of bizarre intrinsic thing about humans that we we prefer lighter skin. And and look, I don't actually associate race with skin color as much as other people do. I know that's the that's the typical thing, right? Um, but there's so much that goes along with race, um, you know, especially culture, uh, that to me, that, that's a much more important question is what's your culture? Because culture can be changed. Your skin color can't, you know, your race cannot. Um, so, so that to me is a much more important question. But look, I, you know, that, that's, that's kind of like, uh, you know, the problem that we have with like ugly people and, and beautiful people, like we were saying earlier, that, that's, that nature, um, makes people prefer beautiful people and, and reject ugly people. Um, in the same way, there might be this sort of unfair reality that human beings naturally prefer lighter-skinned people to darker-skinned people. And it's not necessarily something that I think people want to accept, 
but it may actually be true. That may actually be true. And so it may not be something about our society that's driving people toward preferring white skin or whatever. But anyway, but this study I think is actually wrong because they found some things that are like much weirder. They, they found that only white babies prefer white, white, uh, white people and Hispanic and Latina or Hispanic and black babies don't care one way or another. They're like, Oh, I'll take the white person or the black person. I don't care. So they're basically saying like, Oh, you know, babies who are, who, who are of, of color, babies of color are not racist, but white babies are racist. I mean, this is, this could not be a stupider, a stupider, a, 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 a less sensible outcome. I, I don't think this is true at all, right? There's something called p-hacking. I don't know if you're aware of p-hacking. No. P-hacking is where um, a scientist or a researcher can, can draw a wrong conclusion um, based on you know, false methodology, either intentionally or unintentionally, but it's very, very easy for p-hacking p to occur. And in fact, you get a lot of papers that, are, that, are, that come out that have been p-hacked in, in, in a way that have given us drastically incorrect results. Um, for in, Well, so, some of them are on accident, some of them are on purpose, right? Like, like chocolate's really good. Chocolate will make you skinny. You know, that's like a <laughs> p-hacked study. And then, like, the whole thing about uh, gluten intolerance, that was totally wrong. Studies can be very, very wrong, right? If you have, like, an outlier study, you have, like, 20 studies here that say one thing, and then you have an outlier study. The outlier study has probably been p-hacked or some, somehow there's, like, a mistake. But anyway, this is... Um, so this is this has been included in a toolkit. Let's see here. The Arizona Department of Education is providing teachers and parents with an equity and diversity toolkit that aims to show how racism can manifest in children as young as three months old. <laughs> right out, just pop them out, pop pop those racists right out. <laughs> they just they come out with a uh, with a Confederate flag. Actually, I don't know if you <laughs> I don't know if you're aware of that, but um, let's see here. Three months old, and that white children remain strongly biased in favor of whiteness by the age of five. <laughs> okay. So let me look at this. All right. At birth, babies took, took, uh, sorry, babies look equally at faces of all races. And at three months, babies look more at faces that match the race of their caregivers, uh, the infographic says, citing a 2005 study. Now, I didn't look into the 2005 study. I didn't have time to, to uh, look into that, to click on that. I should have. Uh, the document cites another 2008 study to claim that by five black and Latino children in research settings show no preference toward their own groups compared to whites while white children of that age remain strongly biased in favor of whiteness this this is such absolute garbage this is such a lie and it's disgusting that this is disgusting that this is being spread this kind of garbage is being spread but at this point we can't really be surprised can we i mean the left is well, constantly putting this pushing i this feel nonsense. i feel bad for uh gingers <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody cares about nobody the gingers. Nobody cares about them. Nobody's I think, mentioning them. People are them. just as biased against gingers as they are any particular racial group. Um, but they're not and they, protected. And, and this—it's uh, not the. I mean, I, I wouldn't call it race. No, of course it's not a race. That's why they're not protected. They disappearing. They're disappearing. They disappearing. That, that has been uh, noted. I don't think they're actually disappearing, but there has been research that indicates that they may be. Being wiped out. Uh, but here's the problem with being a ginger. I think is like you do you do see a lot of bias against gingers, but because they are, it's sort of like ugly people. Ugly people, there's a bias against them because they're not from a protected class necessarily. Like if you're an ugly black person or an ugly lesbian or something like that, you're good because you you got that other layer of protection. But if you're an ugly white person, you're screwed, right? 
And it's kind of like being a ginger. Being ginger doesn't necessarily mean you're ugly, but for whatever reason, there is this bizarre social bias against gingers. We have uh, one of our neighbors somewhere in the building. Mm -hmm. She's a ginger. Mm -hmm. She's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Every time I see her, I was like, wow. Because she's so, uh, like... What, what floor is she, she I on? I don't know. I, I don't know. No, There's a joke, I... darling. <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't seen her. I, I don't I don't get around too much. Well, if you, if you see, like, she's so beautiful. Yeah. She's like freckles, like curly red hair. And I was like, wow. Yeah, I always like beautiful redheaded women. I... I I, I dated a redhead girl. I I'm I would again again have... again. Right. Here we All go. Right. Here we I, I go, could've... Chris. Here we go. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> my ugly <laughs> ugly lives matter. <laughs> ugly lives matter. That's right. They, they should have they should have a kind of a movement like uh, I was born this way, right? Ginger, the ginger movement. I was born this way. Uh, uh, but yeah, there there was for a time all of the red-headed characters in comic books and in movies and stuff they were all being replaced by black people it was really weird like um like the chick from spider-man uh she was replaced with a black character in the new spider-man movies mm -hmm. um but all of the i think um jimmy olsen was a redhead or you know in previous incarnations of superman and now he in the i think the supergirl show he was replaced by a black guy and it's it's bizarre. All these redheaded characters have all been being replaced by black people. It was it was like somebody in Hollywood said, "Oh, you know, you know what we should do? You know, there's you got all these like uh, gin, ginger haired uh, comic book characters. They're a bit marginalized. You know who else is marginalized? Black people. So let's just replace all these these redheads with black. It's kind of a, it was a weird phenomenon. A, a friend of mine." Uh, Brought, brought it to my attention because she has red hair and she identified to some degree with all these red-headed characters in comics. And then she got, um, she was infuriated by this reality. <laughs> Mark uh, says, orange man, Trump identifies as a ginger. <laughs> oh, you're, you're kind of choppy still. All right. So my, so the camera on Valeria is a little bit choppy and I'm not sure why. So what's I've been trying to fix choppy? it. Like wave your hand. Yeah, see how it's like. T -t 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 -t. No, you're not. You're not noticing. No. Okay, well, it's choppy. It's choppy. Uh, I, on the other hand, perfectly smooth. Nobody so far criticized that Valeria's Valeria's camera is choppy, guys. No. <laughs> we can't look at her. No, but I notice and it annoys me, so I'm gonna fix it. You're anyway, perfectionist. I am. Do we have another story, or is that it? We do have another story. Oh, we have one more story. Ex-CIA director Brennan, Brennan says he's increasingly embarrassed to be a white male. That's Here right. you go, Chris. You are completely going to be demonetized for this episode. <laughs> completely. <laughs> yeah, Ex-CIA director Brennan says he's increasingly embarrassed to be a white male. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so embarrassing it's being a white male. It's not embarrassing to be a white male. It's dangerous to be a white male. <laughs> That's true. All right. Yeah, because he'll try to hunt you down. All right, well, let's, um, let's go ahead and play this, uh, this clip, and let's see what he has to say. That's why we started with Kate, Katie Benner's great new reporting about the investigation into police officer. It renders, you know, at best hypocritical, at worst cynical and false, any notion that the Republicans care about the lives and the safety of law enforcement. Well, I must say, to Claire's point, I'm increasingly embarrassed to be a white male these days. I mean, what a... <laughs> 
light of what I see of my other white males saying, but it. So, so it's not even just Brennan saying this kind of nasty racist thing. The setup is also messed up. They're like, uh, Republicans don't care about the lives of police officers. Hey, what? Yeah. Did you hear that? <laughs> what the hell are you talking about, lady? Like the, the stuff that MSNBC comes up with, and it's just completely mental. And for Brennan to say, I'm increasingly embarrassed to be a white male. You know what? Go the way of Rachel Dolezal. Just go ahead and be, be transracial now, Brennan, if you don't want to be a white male anymore. What a dick. What a dickish thing to say. Because I'll, I'll tell you what. I mean, it's, it's just the way the left thinks, right? The way the left thinks is if if I disagree with some white males, then I then I then all white males are bad, right? Uh, let me tell you something. Most of most of Antifa is white males. I don't sit there and I don't look at Antifa and I go, "Oh, what a bunch of beta cuck, degenerate pieces of crap!" I'm so embarrassed to be a white male. I mean, give me a break. It, it, it's kind of the same thing I think about like IQ, right? There's all this like kerfuffle about. Race and IQ, are we even allowed to talk about it? Blah, 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 blah. I actually am writing a book. <laughs> I'm writing a book called White People Are Awesome, All the Things You're Not Allowed to Say. And um, one of the chapters is on race and IQ. And the reason I want to talk about it, in fact, it's the first chapter, and it's called um, um, it's called Jews Are Smart is the first uh, chapter. <laughs> Jews Are Smart. And it's about how you're not even allowed to say Jews are smart. Because if you say Jews are smart, it implies that other groups are not smart, right? Because there's all these IQ tests that have been done with all the races. And some races have scored lower and some have scored higher. And the the, the argument is that... Because IQ tests were created for white people. Exactly. So so the argument is that the, the tests are racist and that, that people are getting... tests are racist. Right. Even though white people don't actually score the highest, it's Asians score the highest. Jews are at the top, then Asians, then whites, and then everybody else. But you're not allowed really to talk about that stuff because if you if you do, then if you accept that the results of those tests are accurate, then, well, you're just a racist, right? But aren't we supposed to follow the science? I mean, the science, you know, these are scientists doing these studies. These are researchers. But you're not allowed to talk about that kind of stuff because, you know, people are super sensitive about that kind of thing. But look, we, we honestly, there's no real good reason in, in, in any... In most circumstances, there's no real good reason to talk about entire gr racial groups um, anyway. You should really be talking about individuals. And this idea that, oh, well, I don't like some of the people in this group so that they're all bad. I mean, that is that is like text, textbook racism. That's terrible. I mean, Bre Brennan's just, a, just an a-hole, I think, at this point. I mean, he, I actually think that to some degree, he is playing up these ideas based on what he thinks that his audience wants to hear, right? I don't even think he believes this stuff. I, I think he's just saying what he thinks people want to hear, and that's it. I, I don't even know why I brought up the race and IQ thing. I got lost. Were you following it? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't following. But anyway, yeah. I'm, I, yeah, well, yeah, I, I can't. Being I, smart is racist. <laughs> being smart is racist. Well, it's it's just a it's the whole thing is just a messed up whole situation that we have because look, I, I think we need to be able to talk intelligently about every different group of people as they are. Oh, this is why I brought it up because even if you are of the lowest, you know, IQ race, and I won't say it, I won't say it, 
because I know people will get like freaked out about it because people are all emotional about that kind of thing. But even if you're of the lowest IQ race, I say, if you're smart, why do you care? I mean, even if you're an idiot, why do you care? I mean, at least you could just blame it on my race. Well, I'm just stupid because I'm, I'm of this race. or something. Like, I'm white, right? And white people, I'm fully white. You can look at my ancestry test. I'm just German, basically. And uh, a little bit Scottish, but mostly German. And if you, and if you look at, you know, the average IQ of, of white Europeans is, I think, like what? Like 110 now or something like that? But my IQ is quite a bit higher than that. I've, I've taken IQ tests. And so I don't sit there and go, oh, it's not fair. It's not fair that Asians have a higher IQ than white people. I don't care. I'm fine with it. You know why? Because my IQ is higher than most Asians. <laughs> so I'm fine. Like, I don't actually, it doesn't, and it doesn't really matter what your individual, I mean, or what your group's IQ is. It's what your individual IQ that matters. It doesn't matter how nice people are in your group. It care. It matters about how nice you are as a person. You should care. So, like, if anything, I should say, you know, if I'm I'm of a like a low performing group, IQ group, and I perform very high, I should be like, hey, that makes me even better, right? I perform better than the average, right? And so, that's kind of how I've always looked at that. Like, you should just appreciate that you're not dumb. You know, Brennan. Is sitting here saying that he, it's bad to be white. Look, I realize there's some real idiotic white people. You know, they're the people in Antifa. They're former, former, uh, you know, heads of the CIA. People like that. Really, really dumb people. Really dumb people. Um, I realize that they come from the same gene pool as I do. I, I realize that we're the same race. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. You know what? There's some dumb people in my own family. <laughs> <laughs> not 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 my not my immediate family more like you know distant relatives <laughs> but she's looking at me like i'm crazy um but i'm okay with that it's okay to have a couple of dumb people in your family it's okay to you know have a couple of uh of you know and i'll tell you some people in my family uh, this is gonna be hard for me to admit but <clears throat> they're democrats they're, it's sad i know shed a tear for me anyway so this is this is valeria being sad, being sad. <laughs> Not for me. anymore. She was. She 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 flipped back. But uh, look, you know, just don't let don't let yourself be defined by the attributes of your group, right? Whether that be your family or your race or your your even your your country or your culture. If there are some bad aspects to your culture or to your race or to your family, uh, transcend those. Transcend those things. Be better than that. That's all I have to say about that. You know, you could go in and try to fix it. You know, if you want those people to be better, great, do that. But don't sit there and go, oh, you guys are all trash. That's a terrible thing to say. That's awful. Uh, uh, Brennan, if he, if he thinks that white men generally are worse than other groups, just transcend that. But don't talk crap about white people. Don't, don't talk crap about white men. Jeez, like, have a little bit of respect for people. I mean, to, to me... At the end of the day, this is just racist nonsense, and this guy is a horrible person. I don't know why he he has a platform on television. I don't know why he was ever allowed to be in charge of anything. Well, if he hates being white, he has to become something like Rachel Levine, so and consider himself a woman. <laughs> he could become a white woman. Yeah, I think Brennan should become trans. I love that, Valeria. Valeria's Valeria comes through with the answer. 
Nice. That's that. That is a that is a solution. Here you go. All right, breaking news, everybody. Buy some uh, nail polish, lipstick. Yeah. Breaking news: John Brennan is becoming trans because he hates being a white male. I wonder if he's actually going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, he's not going to do that. But let's say that he is because you know what? Why not? Fake news, right? Uh, all right. Well, I think that we're done. Yeah. We are done. All right. You want to take questions and comments? We can take questions. All right, ladies guys. and gentlemen, if you have a question or a comment, you want to comment on the news of the day, or you have a question for us, please do so. Uh, are we uh, streaming on Facebook or not? We are not streaming on Facebook. We're just on YouTube now. You were enjoying the you were enjoying the the Facebook. There audience? was like two hundred people watching us yesterday, I and I got yeah, some Russian people there fighting. It was like so fun to see yeah but you know like what one woman said oh black lives matter came from russia this is a russian group this is a russian insurrection or something like this it's hilarious well i'll tell you what the the reason that uh the reason that i oh you i feel like we missed a story do we get them all yeah i guess we got them all uh, the reason that i wanted to um, focus on youtube is because my youtube viewers you're my favorite no, that's not necessarily true. I just, but uh, you, you guys are awesome. But uh, no, there were some logistical reasons why I didn't want to stream on Facebook. Uh, instead, we're going to go ahead and post these as, uh, as as individual videos as opposed to a full live stream. Okay. But it'll work out. It'll all everybody will see it. But we just won't be able to see their comments and questions. But has anybody said anything interesting since we've been uh, broadcasting? Let's see here. No. Chaz asks. Why is the eye of Saron Sauron, on Sauron. A conser conservative white dudes? <laughs> Why is the eye of Sauron on conservative white dudes? Okay, so the eye of Sauron, do you know what that means? No. Okay, so the eye of Sauron is um, is a reference to the Lord of the Rings. Ah, okay. Uh, uh, and it's, I, I think what he's saying is like, you know, big government, sort of like Big Brother is mm -hmm. like targeting, you know, white dudes now. I, I'm guessing that's what he's saying. I guess the ire of evil. Yo, it's a good question. I my my guess is that. Oh, we have a okay. That's interesting. Sorry, I'm looking at my technical stuff. Um, my get my guess is that it it has something to do with the distribution of wealth. Right, there is always this idea of we need to redistribute wealth to, you know, you know the people who have less or whatever, and and you have these different special interest groups there's no real special interest group for poor white people there but there's special interest for poor other groups and so they'll say oh you know we want more power we want more money whatever so they need an enemy and so the people with probably the most power and money in america are white people just by just by sheer numbers or just there's just a lot of us you know if you, if you take it by percentage of population um you know per capita income definitely asians have the most uh you know J jewish people asians they they do better than white people um, just ordinary Christian white people, but uh, but because we have so many of us, um, there's a lot of well-off, relatively wealthy white people in America, and they want to take our money, and it's just a it's just a way of taking money from rich people and giving it to to people who may maybe down on their luck, but maybe they're you know they're not as well educated or they're not you know there's there's lots of reasons why people are poor, but there's always going to be groups that are trying to find ways of scamming money off other people. It's it, you know, we we have a pretty good country. We have a country that offers opportunities for most people most of the time when when they they need to improve their lives. Uh, if they work hard and they you know they really have a have a desire to do so, 
Any more questions? Any more comments? Uh, RMF, RMF. Why are you guys still in LA? Seems like the worst possible place to be at the moment. It's literally <laughs> you, you wanna, the you wanna belly take that of one, the darling? beast. Huh? We've been asked this before. Do you you want to take this one? Uh, well, uh, I I mean we can leave LA soon, but not yet. Uh, there's a variety of reasons we're here, but the main reason I think is because Valeria has a job in Hollywood and she likes it, and we can't really do that job anymore. I can't else. give up this job. I just still in uh, immigration process yeah we will have to be here yeah we're going through an immigration process that's going through the courts here in los angeles so if we move she it would be a little bit more difficult for us so we're sort of waiting until that goes through and then once that's done then we will actually seriously consider moving we we've been we we've been traveling a little bit and specifically to try to find other places to move to actually and uh yeah we found places that we like but the place that we found that we like the most is actually hawaii but Larry doesn't want to actually move to Hawaii, which I don't know why. I'm like, let's do it. We can move anywhere we want, really. You know, I just do YouTube. <laughs> you know. Nope. You know why don't you like Hawaii? It's I like it as a vacation place, but I don't want to live there. Yeah. I'm more like city life. Well, Honolulu has a bit of a city. <laughs> All right. More questions? Anything else? Uh, same question. Why do you live in California? <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> this guy. This guy writes. Um, why does Alyssa Milano know so much about Nazis? That's pretty funny. Uh, they're referencing the fact that the um, stage at CPAC was apparently a Nazi symbol. It was like a. It was like a Nordic rune that was apparently used as a Nazi symbol. But they've actually recently found out that the company that was hired. To, to actually build the stage, design and build the stage, was a leftist, uh, were a bunch of leftists, like a bunch of uh, Democrats. And, and I've talked about this before, and I actually had this thought, but I didn't say it on the show last time. I, I was like, I, I should have made the prediction because it would have been nice and validating. Um, but I've I had this thought before when they kept pointing out different things in uh, Trump's like campaign ads and stuff that they were saying were symbols of Nazism and stuff like that. I'm like... A lot of these ads, a lot of these things are done by leftist um, graphic designers. And uh, you hire a graphic designer, he's almost always going to be a leftist. So if you have a graphic designer who's a leftist and he knows a little bit about Nazi propaganda, he may go ahead and put some of that Nazi propaganda in your right-wing stuff. you got to be careful about that just to make you look bad. You know, no, no... Okay, if Donald Trump was a white supremacist, he's not going to put overtly racist symbolism in his ads, right? Because he knows that's not going to get him elected. So he would put... He he wouldn't put anything in his ads, and he would it would just like uh, he would pretend not to be a white supremacist. This idea that there's these dog whistles and there's this encoded language and all this kind of stuff—it's such absolute bull, you know, just nonsense. I do think leftists do that. They will put in little coded language. They'll they'll do these little dog whistles in certain instances to let people know this is what we're thinking. You know, the people on the right won't get it, but you will because they think we're idiots. You know, and. Um, and so because they do it, they think we do it, but we obviously we don't. Um, yeah, so the, anyway, so then it turned out that a leftist organ, a bunch of leftists were working at this company that, that designed the stage and built it and uh, at, at CPAC, the one that was supposedly a Nazi symbol. But I, I don't think in this particular instance that it was actually done intentionally to make them look bad. I, I think that they had designed the stage that way because it was the best design for what they needed. Right? It was essentially a circle with these like two things coming off of it. And 
it just there was just nothing Nazi about it. There was nothing racist. It was just absolute silliness. Uh, anything else? <laughs> Come to Texas. We have dirt. We <laughs> have <laughs> yeah, dirt. That's a that's a funny. Uh, uh, thing to try to get people to come to Texas th uh, via. I don't mind Texas. Yeah, we've been to Texas. We we quite like Texas actually. Uh, Tracy, what time did you guys start? I thought you were starting at 10 p.m. East from now on. We 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 tried to switch to 10 p.m. Eastern, but we lost about half our audience, so we decided to switch back. So we're doing six uh, Pacific and we're doing uh, nine Eastern. We're just gonna keep 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 with that. That seems to be working okay. Uh, some people are annoyed, but Mark in Alberta thinks that the stage was a setup. You know, it is a possibility. I mean, there is a strong possibility, but I, I, I like to give people the benefit of the doubt and just say that that was a design that they liked. I mean, it was such an obscure Nazi symbol that it was very unlikely that anybody even knew about that. I mean, somebody knew about it who would research this stuff and they pointed it out. <laughs> Anonymous says that in Texas, we have cows too. He says that's how you pre that's how you read anonymous. Yeah. I was like anonymous. Anon anonymous, yeah, he's, it's a clever, it's a clever uh, screen name. Um, Irusan writes, "What's Valeri doing in Hollywood? Modeling, acting, gaffer." <laughs> gaffer, what's the gaffer? Huh? What's the gaffer? Uh, gaffer is uh, the guy that sets up the lights. I like grapes. Yeah, kind of like a grip. Ah. But he's more of yeah, like an sure, he's more of like an electrician. He's more of an electrician. <laughs> yeah, cool. He he he's uh he's a very highly trained. Uh, we, there it's an electrician. Mm -hmm. he, he sets up the lights that way. He doesn't actually. The grips move stuff. The gaffer sets up the electric electrical stuff. Um, she's probably she's smart. She probably writes. You want to talk about what you do in Hollywood? Nope. She's <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see here. John John Wilson says, would love to hear how Chris and Valeria met again. People always want to hear about this. Why don't you do it this time? I did it last time. Okay, we met doing a um, being extras in one of the TV show. Sets. No, it was a movie. It was movie? A made for TV was it movie, movie. But it was what, like three years ago or something like that? Well, it was in 2017. It was a terrible movie. I do not know. <laughs> we never actually watched it, but it was, it, it seemed like Oops. a, I actually knew the guy who was starring in the movie. So I, we were doing background work, right? Which is where you're like, just walking around in the background. It was actually a party scene, right? It was a party scene. And um, I knew the guy that was starring in the movie, which is really weird. I'd worked with him as an actor. And he's like, why are you doing background? You're a real actor. I'm like, I'm not famous like you are. <laughs> so, so that was a little bit embarrassing. Uh, but then, Valeria didn't speak English particularly well, but um, and she looked really young. Actually, when I first met her, I thought she was older because she was in the scene with the with the actress, and I she looked like she was maybe 26, 27, and I was thirty six at the time, so she that was already a bit young. But the girl that I was dating at the time was twenty six, so I was, it was you know it was fine. I didn't think too much about it, but then when I got up close to her and we started talking, I'm like, oh, this girl's a lot younger than twenty six. <laughs> like, I don't think this is gonna happen. So I kind of, I eventually kind of just realized, well, this isn't going to work. She's too young. And uh, we exchanged Instagrams just to be nice or whatever. And then, you know, one thing to, led to another. But there was um, there was two charming moments when we met, maybe three. Um, at one point, because the girl that I was dating at the time liked to go to parties 
because she wanted to be a model. She was trying to be a model, so she was trying to get herself out there. She, she had a twin sister, and they would go out all the time and try to meet people and meet producers and stuff. And uh, and I and I compl- I was complaining about this to to Valeria when I met her, and I, and I was like, um, Valeria said, "Oh, I don't, I never, I don't like parties, I don't like clubs, I never go to that stuff." And I was like, ah, "I need a girl like that, right?" <laughs> and then she, and I didn't. She didn't say anything to me at the time, but apparently. Um, she thought in her head, well, why don't you just take me? <laughs> or something like that, right? Yes. Uh, and then another thing that I said, what, what was the other thing that I said? Do you remember? What, what, what was the other thing that I said that you liked? Um, oh, oh, I remember. Some, some guy who was also like very good looking guy. He was actually starring in the, in the, in the movie as well. He had like lines and stuff. He was a, a legit actor. We had to work pretty closely with this guy. So the three of us were hanging out together. And at one point he said, uh, he said something that was quite funny. It was a pretty good joke actually. And we all three laughed. We all had a pretty good laugh. And then uh, I noticed that Valeria was laughing pretty hard at this guy. So I grabbed her and I pulled her up against him. And I go, back off. She's mine. Well, <laughs> if that would happen right now, I could accuse you of sexual harassment. Because yes, you're not true. allowed to touch me <laughs> without my permission. But anyway, apparently Valeria really liked that I would grabbed her and said, back off. She's mine. Uh, you know, it was a joke, but it was, you know, to some degree, I obviously I liked her. So um, so she thought that was pretty funny and, and you 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 like that, correct? Okay. And then I gave you my coat because you were cold. So I gave you my cold. coat. And we still have that coat to this very day. Anyway, so that's the story of how Chris and Valeria met. If you want a girl to marry you, um, tell her that uh, you need a girl more like her. And then uh, tell the next guy in line, back off, she's mine. And then give her your coat when she's cold. Those are your three. But your don't three say tips. don't say thing like uh, what he, you said. It the hmm. first thing you told me. Oh yeah, the first. Oh, thing your your shoe is uh, my, uh, my 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 girlfriend have uh, similar shoes like this. <laughs> yes, yes. Never, never. No, say. but that's not. Never actually, say it to a girl. Because she's wrong. She's wrong, and I'll tell you why. She's I was wrong. like, I was like, man, if you're trying to get me, that's a wrong thing to no, say. No, that is not what you thought, and I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. <laughs> me, because you had a boyfriend at the time. Yes. So me telling you that made you think that I was maybe not trying to get with you, which I think was was a good strategy. No? Yes? No? Well, it depends on the girl. I don't know. So in your case, you say you, you think it was the wrong thing to say. The wrong opening. Yeah, the first thing I, the first thing I said to her was mentioning my girlfriend. Well, maybe it's a good thing because yeah. if you're saying... I have a girlfriend. Yes. It means, oh, he's not yes. trying to get with me. You get it. You get it. Valeria gets it, guys. Okay, so she finally figured out why I said that when I met her. All right, so anyway, so that's what you do. You, you, you start out by pretending you're not interested. Then you tell her you need a girlfriend like her. Then you tell the next guy in line, back off, she's mine. Then you give her your coat. That'll get you a wife. <laughs> Those are the rules. All right, Nick, anything else? How well, old is Valeria again? William Merchant says. How old are you now? Twenty-five. Twenty-five. She was twenty when I met her, actually, and I was thirty-six. It was a little too, little too, little too big of an age difference, but it worked out. Uh, Mark in Alberta says that story included toxically masculine incentives. 
RMF says, somebody arrest this man. <laughs> I'll tell you what, you know what's funny, guys? Before I met her, I was dating a girl who was 26, so she was already 10 years younger than me, which is quite a lot. Um, and then the, But the girl before that that I, that I was hanging out with, we, we didn't end up getting together, but I was go- we were going to start dating before I met this other girl. She was 35 and I was 34, the girl before that. So I, I really went, it was really weird. It was like I went from a girl who was 35 to a girl that was 26 to a girl that was 20 in the course of like two years or year and a half or something like that. It was weird. I was not trying to get with a girl that was 20. That was not in any way, shape or form my intention. Um, I, I actually thought my ex was too young for me. Uh, and then I met you and I'm like... This isn't. This is not happening. It, it was a weird. It was a very strange thing for me. I was not. I was very uncomfortable with it, which you can attest to. When we got together, I was a bit uncomfortable with the fact that you were so much younger than me. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> that's all I need to say. <laughs> yeah, that's all you need to say. Well, you clearly didn't understand what I was trying to say there. All right. So uh, Tyler Hefner says, "Dang, Valeria is hot." True. Um. Jesus as God wrote pervert and then laughed, uh, laughy face pervert. a bunch of times. <laughs> Don't call yourself Jesus as God and then make jokes like that. That's terrible. <laughs> Let's see here. Kimberly Ashcroft writes, I left my ex at the altar to be with my current husband, who's 13 years older than me. Older men rock. That is hilarious. I feel really bad for that oh, guy that you left at the altar. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Carrie Ann says, uh, he said he was 32, LOL, and I thought that was too young. Uh, 32, oh, you're you, the guy that you're with. Okay. Well, not me, because I was 36 when we met. Um, let's see here. RMF says, Chris, half your age plus seven is the baseline. That's the formula. So when I was 36, half my age would have been uh, 18. 18. So you were in, you were within that range. Plus seven? Oh, yeah. You were well within that range. Uh, Tyler Hefner writes, I swear if he put her on camera, his viewership would go up tenfold. <laughs> She's on camera! What are you talking about? That's why so, there is not 88 people or 102. There's 101. That's right. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I've just kept on you the whole time. Let's see here. Tracy Rush writes, uh, uh, one of the things we love about British programming is that they use regular looking actors. Their shows and movies are more realistic, like police women wearing flats versus C- CSI Miami with spiked heels. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, yeah, in certain circumstances, I do think that ordinary people are way better than, than like the beautiful, glamorous thing. Uh, I don't think in like in the case of like a cheerleader, that's true. But in the case of like a detective show, I think that definitely is true. Um, you want to add realism. Um, like like Rocky did a good job of that, right? Like uh, Sylvester Stallone, not the best looking guy in the world. Um, the, the, the woman who plays his wife, Adrian, um, she's even got an ugly name, Adrian, <laughs> for a woman. It's not a pretty name. Um, the whole atmosphere was kind of ugly. It was kind of like, you know. You like to say word ugly. Huh? You like to say word ugly. You. Yeah, well, I, I, I think it's one of those words that uh, people are afraid to say. But I think that we shouldn't, uh, we shouldn't, we should not hide from the, the realities of the world. Like, you need to be able to talk to, about stuff openly in order to, to realize brutal truths. And uh, 
Yeah, but so, a, a movie like Rocky would not have been as good if everybody in that movie was like super beautiful or super handsome. I, I think the way it is 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 better. Um, so so yeah, Tracy Rush is absolutely right. There's a there's a place and a time for beautiful people and ugly people, but that's not that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking. About, I'm saying that the left wants to take every instance of beautiful people and say that shouldn't exist. We need to replace that with you know average looking people or ugly people. I think it's a terrible. I think that's terrible. It's just, it's just, it's just what embittered people do a lot. I think. Uh, Binary Recoil writes: If you want a girl to marry you, be more attractive than me. <laughs> I don't think looks matter as much to women as they do to guys. Guys, guys are pretty sensitive about looks, but girls, girls, you can. I, I used to. Um, I, I went through a phase where I asked every single girl that I dated to to list off her um, priorities in in dating men. And none of them put looks first. It was almost always... So I give them five categories. Uh, looks, intelligence, uh, charisma, like charm, funniness, that kind of stuff. Um, what was the other one? Ethics and, and um, like, morality. And then, uh, and then wealth, how, how successful they were. And every single girl said that either um, guys who are smart or guys who are charming, that was their number one pick. Uh, that was the number one things they looked for in a guy, and then after that was probably looks and. But the thing is, I do think girls put wealth a little bit higher than they admit. Well, for me, two main things: and don't beat me, and don't force me to cook. Don't beat you, and don't force you to cook. <laughs> well, why are you with me? <laughs> no, I, do, I don't force her to cook. I'll say that. <laughs> that was a joke to suggest that I beat you. Yeah. I... Okay. Oh, you got it. You just didn't think it was funny. Okay. Well, fine. Fine. They're not all winners, guys. Um, all right. Let's see here. Uh, uh, let's see. Let's. Anything else? Anything coming? You, you ready to hang up? What? What are you? What are you? What? I what? think we should end the show. Seven thirteen. Oh, it's seven thirteen. Okay. 7:13. Well, thank you for. I just realized that seven thirteen. I was like, "Let's." Seems long. Well, thank you guys for sticking with us for the entire hour and seventeen minutes. We love you all. You guys are all fantastic. 14. And uh, we would like to say <laughs> that uh, I'm toxic. She's masculine, and together we are toxic, toxic masculinity. masculinity. You know, we don't have to say it at the same time. That is so corny. <laughs> that is so lame. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll finish. I'll finish the show on Valeria's beautiful face, and uh, so you don't have to look at my ugly mug. And uh, you guys, <laughs> you guys have a good night, and we will see you tomorrow. Good night.